0: the Layer Highl Punch Show sponsored by Step Finance. your go to DeFi Portfolio Manager on Solana. Luno, if you're just getting into Bitcoin, it's the perfect place to start. Hey guys and welcome back to the Layer Highl Punch Show. Today is going to be a lot of fun because we are talking about entrepreneurship and building in crypto, all of my favorite things. But before we jump into it, I do want to let you know that this is sponsored by BlockFi as usual. So you can actually get amazing interest rates right now. I think actually they are the most competitive with around 9% on your stable coins. Um, I use them. I really like them. So if you are interested, I have left a link for you in the comments and in the description. So just um check that out. I think you get around $250 when you sign up. And this is powered by Icon Plus Capital, the VC firm. So definitely check them out. All right. As I said, we are talking entrepreneurship. We are talking crypto and a little bit of Web3. So joining me today is the CEO of Package Portal. It is JG. Hey, welcome to the show. How are you doing? i hey,
1: doing very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to chat with you. I haven't been covering a lot of Web3, so I'm really happy to have you on um, because I know you're building in Web3. I don't fully understand everything, so I'm excited to learn and go into it. So you're essentially tokenizing e-commerce. What does that mean? Explain that to me.
1: Yeah, so I guess high-level overview... um we started out tokenizing just delivery signatures. I, I don't know if you're familiar with a signature. If you get a package delivered to your house, you have to sign for it if it's expensive. Uh, there's a fee attached to that and it averages five to $6. And I, I own a delivery company here in Phoenix. Um, I've, I've owned it for about nine years. It's still operational. My brother-in-law runs it for me right now so I can focus on Package Portal. Um, but out of that, I, I figured out I lost a lot of money and so did my, my, my staff. I've got about 40 drivers and we, we generated $600,000 in 2019 Uh, in signature fees and got none of it. The broker kept it all. The middleman kept it all. And uh, this was about a year after I had learned of crypto. Uh, One of my drivers actually told me uh, about a token that will remain unnamed, uh, that he flipped for a whole lot of money and I was all ears. I knew about the profit potential of of, of Bitcoin and, and other cryptos, but I didn't really understand smart contracts. So once I dug down the rabbit hole of of the power of automating middleman, I figured out we can, you know, let's automate this process. We can put a scanner in the hand of the consumer, so that they can close that supply chain loop and and provide a dig- digital signature that's, you know, it was timely with COVID, um, no contaminants, you know, with the flu, whatever it may be. You you can you can mm-hmm. avoid touching somebody else's device, right? So that was kind of the uh, the foundational core service. But from that, we were able to um, just expand a whole lot of feature sets like. The feedback data of uh, consumer data is very valuable. We know that big tech mines this off of us, right? They they listen They monitor they watch um, They aggregate all of your data and then they package it up and sell it to advertisers So what we want to do is flip that and say you as a consumer you, your data is valuable and we want to reward you Immediately in the moment for that data and, and you know We can wrap it up in the form of a token and you can do whatever you want with that earn satoshi swap out just add value to the consumer immediately and then the merchants who want to access that data can come on and and you know gain membership to the platform effectively buying the tokens from the uh the, the consumers who are earning them
0: so in a, on like a really basic level you're trying to revolutionize revolutionize the delivery service industry is that right
1: absolutely yeah uh i think that Delivery as a whole, uh, it's a transport service, right? The, the, the economy is built off of consumers and merchants. Somebody wants to sell something, somebody wants to buy it, they agree on a price and the transaction is conducted, but e-commerce changes that. It introduces a whole new dynamic of transportation. Um, and that's where I come from is logistics. And so we have consumed all power. <laughs> we, we're a, a logistics company is just a, a third-party middleman, right? They're a service provider. But what happens now is a merchant gives them their money for the fee, gives them their product, and then just crosses their fingers and hope everything goes well. And then wait two weeks before they um, f- fulfill invoices just to wait for complaints and, and damage reports. But in that, the, the carrier has consumed all power. They house the mm. data and they don't need to. The data should be between the consumer and the merchant. And this, this company can just transport, just get it from A to B. Um, and that's what we hope to do.
0: And you mentioned earning Satoshi's, which was really cool, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation, because I love anything like that. So how how does a customer, how does somebody like me earn Satoshi's?
1: So it's possible right now, currently. I mean, we just launched V2, which is a rebuild version of our our initial launch um, right before Thanksgiving. So uh, you can go and download the app right now in, in the Play Store, the App Store. And then immediately, if you get packages, as you have deliveries come into your house, you can input those tracking numbers, monitor it. You'll get notifications about its location and its status. And then when it arrives, you can give a confirmation and then thumbs up, thumbs down, kind of like Uber, Uber, you rate it. And then you can give customized feedback too. you know, lipstick melted. Box was damaged. The driver Mm. was dirty. You know, the box was not there um all sorts of customized data points that the merchant can specify if it's a you know food prep company that's that's sending meals out they might want to know was the ice melted or
0: oh wow so wait you a lot of ice so you can answer Toshis by essentially reviewing how the delivery service went
1: exactly yeah because again you as the consumer that's very very valuable data right but you should be rewarded for that not just, you know, do it. I get I get emails all the, all the time after a post purchase experience and they want my survey. I'm not going to provide that because it's 45 seconds to load your Web page and then click through all this stuff with no benefit to me as a consumer. You can refine your business processes and figure out ways to make more money off of me and everybody else. But I get nothing. So we want to flip that and say the, the, the consumer should have the power. They should have more power during the delivery experience and they should have a voice in that and they should earn um, incentives for providing any sort of insight
0: Mm, yeah i mean everybody right now in the industry is trying to build something with web3 which essentially brings the power back to the people it rewards them for their data um, and it flips it as you say but like how long until you see this going mainstream because it all sounds really great you know even when we talk about like decentralized social media platforms and everything that's going on right now we all really want to have that kind of decentralized experience where big tech isn't monetizing us um, but how long, you know, until this whole idea is going to go mainstream?
1: Well, I think we hit an inflection point sometime in the last few months. We've been building since mm. 2019, so it's it's trendy now to say Web3, which is just a really yes. clever rebrand of crypto. Um, you know, uh, it, it works out really good. So we're Web, we have Web Web3 solutions. But I think that I think it's here. Institutions are are onboarding. They want they want in. They're buying NFTs. Um, they're, they're going heavy and long on Bitcoin, which is good. You know, any dip that you see, don't expect it to last. Um, it, it's, it's, it's here. Well, what we all we've been in crypto for a number of years, and and we all fantasized about institutional buy-in and, and mainstream adoption and that sort of thing. And that's really what drove me to start this company uh, in 2018. I got in right at the top, uh, the, the previous top, and yeah. so I was putting money in and just watching it dwindle. And rather than just you know sit on my thumbs. And watch the portfolio melt away i figured it's still very early what what can we do what can we build i'm not a coder i'm not a software engineer um but i'm an entrepreneur i know how to find people who who can do things build things connect the dots that i can not and together we can accomplish some really cool stuff
0: i absolutely love that um you know a lot of people get really salty and upset during a bear market um but you you went in at the top and you said i'm gonna build which is amazing um but you're entirely bootstrapped right
1: yeah absolutely yeah so Again, I own a delivery company, so I, have, I had a lot of free time. I could, I could focus on the biz dev, um, but my engineers, they all had day jobs. Uh, my mm. co-founder, he's, uh, he's been a software programmer for over a decade, has led two teams through acquisitions in previous companies, really experienced team leader, uh, and then he's got two guys that were working with him at his previous company, and for two years, they, they were nights and weekends, and we launched the product after a year and a half of testing, and so we had a beta out there for uh, about a year, nights and weekends, and it was tough. Uh, we had explosive growth during that time and it was hard to manage. Uh, but, you know, effectively, nobody was taking the salary. It was just operational costs. We would we would front that and, and do what we needed to do. Uh, and then at, at, at one point, we were able to uh, use some of the treasury tokens and, and, and capitalize a little bit. There was a price run up because um, we do have an altcoin. I don't want to talk about it. I want to respect the show and talk <laughs> about, you know, the the entrepreneurship. But we were able to conservatively Capitalize. You know, we we, um, we we took a little bit out for operational uh, expenses and, and, and now we're good. We have capital, we have runway. The guys all went full-time back in June and, and with six months of, of full-time build time, they were able to launch a completely rebuilt product, front end, back end. We have merchant services. So a merchant can go on to uh, our website, our, our app and, and view and aggregate all of this data, thumbs up, thumbs down. We can isolate in the Chicago area Here's everybody who said they had a bad experience, and here's why. Um, here's all of the a heat map of all of the scans from a particular shipper, Flipkart in India. Um, you know, we've got a lot of users globally: India, Indonesia, Netherlands. Uh, Are you so in the UK yet? Oh yeah, GDPR in the compliant, client too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, very good.
1: Yeah, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, of course. UK regulation is a bit of a nightmare at the moment when it comes to this, but I think that's so. I think that's so exciting, and I think that. You know, it's people struggle very much to try and find their place in the industry, um, in, in the crypto space, right? They're like, you know, what am I? Am I a trader? Am I an investor? Am I trying to build something? How do I build something? So my question is, you know, how did you um kind of just like take the plunge into building something in crypto, right? Because like this is so on the forefront of innovation, um, you know, totally leading the way I mean everything that's going on with tech right now. So how mm-hmm. did you make that decision?
1: I think effectively I was just trying to solve my own problem because, again, mm. you know, I lost a lot of money in, in um, my that's delivery true. company, 600K in a year. <laughs> that's nothing to sneeze at. Um, because the
0: middleman was taking the, taking the signature fee. Is that right? Yeah,
1: yeah wow. the service is to collect the signature. And that's just that's – just they call it a, a – so a quick history lesson or I guess a synopsis is, is within the industry, there's proof of delivery. Anytime you have a, a package come to your door, the, the, the courier can scan that. And he's just capturing the GPS location and the timestamp and that's it. So effectively it's just some random fourth or fifth party who's contracted and says, I put that tracking label at that place at that time. And that's where the buck stops, that's not good enough. And so a signature can provide proof or confirmation that somebody at that location actually signed. Now a signature can be forged, right? Drivers with COVID, uh, you can look it up online, FedEx, all of the majors, everybody put out press releases and said we will no longer collect signatures. And drivers were doing authorized forgery, effectively. They'll show you at the door, I'll just put an X here by your name. Um, and that's kind of standard now.
0: Oh, wow. Wait, so, because obviously I know that. I remember, I remember during COVID, they wouldn't do signatures because they didn't want to, like, have that contact. Mm-hmm. So they would just, like, right. ring the doorbell, leave the package. So are you saying that these drivers would forge signatures?
1: Well, I don't want to, you know, okay, put wait, that wait. On, on anybody in particular. But, yes, that, that happens. And this, in, in a lot of cases, it's authorized because the, the courier company has said, just put an X you know, but that's not good enough because a driver can put an X and not drop the package off. That mm. is completely susceptible to, you know, manipulation and, and fraud. And on top of that, somebody is paying a fee for a service to be completed that is not being completed. So if there's a five dollar like six dollars and twenty cents is DHL for a signature, it's five fifty-five for UPS and um the the USPS here in America, they're they're the cheapest. Um, you know, two dollars and thirty-five cents if you do it online, <laughs> but that's still it's a fee tacked on to show that you did what I already paid you to do. It's a mm-hmm. confirmation. You know, I, I just want my receipt, you know. And so we change proof so of delivery, and we offer proof of receipt, which is putting that scanner, that final, uh, the, the final input, the final data point from the consumer who opened the supply chain loop in the first place, right? You have, you have the shopping cart moment, and you, uh, the consumer, opens up that loop. And then it goes through order processes and then it finally arrives at its destination and somebody else who has no interest in either the brand or the consumer, they just want their their, their delivery fee um, or their hourly wage and they just want to get their route done. So there's there's a disconnect there. So what we do is we connect the merchant and the consumer at that moment of delivery, which is a very powerful moment. You can capture their eyes and their thoughts. What do you think about this product? would you like to buy more? What else do you want to buy? Advertisements, that sort of thing. There's lots that we can do when we reconnect them at that moment.
0: I like that you, I think that's what most entrepreneurs do, right? They decide to create, the idea comes from the fact that they had a problem and they are trying to solve it. Um, yeah. And so I think, I think that's so fascinating. It just, no matter what industry, that's always the case. So talk to me about some of the biggest challenges you had um, building in crypto.
1: Um, well, I think regulatory uncertainty is, is the biggest cloud that hangs over us. Like how do we how do we go about these different things in a way that's not gonna wrap a noose around us in the future or, or bring 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 trouble? And so we did a lot of due diligence. We have a, a legal team that, that is heavily in in, in the space and uh, they're working on some good things for us. But that that was, you know, it's more of a concern that didn't necessarily make it difficult. It made it a little bit more tedious because we have to examine every different aspect. Um, mm-hmm. I guess difficulty is the UX, really, because the user experience in crypto, you know, it's it's not good. We got to refine that. And that's something that we're working on trying to do. We we really want to um, make it easy for people to get crypto, right? Ultimately, Bitcoin. I think that that will become the, the global reserve um, of store value. It's going to replace gold. Why not? <laughs> it's better, 10 times better in every, every way. Um, so if I believe that to be the case, there's a transfer of wealth coming. And I want to i want to empower the people effectively so our our app is a tool it's it's like if bitcoin is the uh the gold rush then our app is picks and shovels and we want to empower people to go out and mine it for themselves rather than being mined for your data and your value by big tech go out and mine this this new coming um store of value for yourself
0: how did you how did you get into crypto i don't know what get into crypto
1: oh one of my uh one of my drivers he started working for me and he told me I remember an unnamed token, I don't want to name it. it starts uh, with T. Yeah, he told me how he turned. Which 1500 token was that? Tron. Oh, it's Tron. Yeah. Yeah. He said I I turned 1500 into 40K. And I was like, really? Tell me more. Um, but that that spun me down the rabbit hole of um the tech. I I because I knew about the profit making. You know, I was a little bit concerned. There was a lot of FUD at that time in 2017. Yeah. And so I was kind of hands off. Uh but I did my due diligence, find out that wasn't the token I wanted. Um, There were other tokens I wanted. Ultimately, Bitcoin is what you want. And I want to put it in the hands of other people. So, you know, why not arm them with the ability to do so? Monetize your feedback, your data, your input, your thoughts. How do you feel about the products you buy and and the places that you buy them from? And that's very powerful tools for the merchants and the brands because they can look at that, aggregate and, and just make their stuff better.
0: Yeah. And I think sometimes like when you do build in crypto and you know, you build whatever it is you're building, whether it's just like your own brand, whether it's uh whether you know whether it's your investing or your trading, you do get a lot of backlash. Um so I'm just wondering, have you had any backlash from I don't know, when you try I don't know, any any backlash from whether it's like colleagues, family, friends, uh, what kind of issues have you have you faced?
1: I don't think we had a lot of backlash. Um we were, I mean, it's, it's been a blessing. You know, we have we had re- great reception from a particular community. We built our back-end processes, our smart contracts on the Zillica platform, which uh, is the first public network to have sharding, uh, which makes transactions pretty fast and scalable and cheap. Uh, there are other cheaper options out there right now, but, they, you know, they have centralization issues, and every network has its own yeah. problems. Um, we don't want to be tribalistic, so our back-end exists there, but we want to uh, deploy uh, the ability for users to earn, credits and rewards and tokens on their own favorite network. You, we don't want to have tribes fighting and we only be isolated to one chain. If you love Bitcoin and you want to just scan for stats, we want to make that happen. If you want to convert into Solana or AVAX or ETH or any number of tokens, Phantom, if you want to have those tokens, because every token or every um, I guess smart contract layer one protocol has its own community. And rather than alienate any one community, we want to make it feasible for everybody to uh, you know, enjoy the the ability to monetize their feedback.
0: That's interesting. So, how how is that possible? So, your the backend is entirely on Zellica, is that right?
1: Right. So, what happens is is you know when you confirm a delivery, you you you, you go through the process of the app. Uh, you get credits, and you can then claim them. Uh, as we have a KYC process um, to make sure that we we stay in bounds, and, and um, it's working. It's actually working Very good for us. Yeah, got to be compliant. Um, but that will authorize your wallet. And then you're able to claim a token that you can then convert into other tokens. Um, and, and so we have on the pipeline right now, making that much easier and wrapping yes. up the gas. Because right now, the, the a challenge there is gas. Getting Zillica is hard, particularly here in America. Um, and we don't want new users. Wait, why new is, new is new it more, hard in America? It's just not, it's not on Coinbase. Um, we don't have oh, access okay. to Binance. Uh, we have uh, like KuCoin. Yeah. There's only a few exchanges and getting crypto is hard, period, full stop. Right. Uh, you got to go through this huge KYC process. And um, that's troublesome. And you've been in it for a while. You you're an evangelist. You're doing a great job of being ambassador for for crypto and, and Bitcoin in particular. And we want to do the same thing. But it's hard because trying to get people to understand how to create a wallet and secure the private key and not and secure the private key again, you know, be very safe there. Um, and then operate and, and trade and swap and do all these things, it's very complicated for for people that are not native to the system. And we want to make that easy because we believe we can be an onboarding platform for people into crypto rather than having to figure all that out and go and buy it. Just tell us how you felt about your purchase and you can earn it.
0: So when they... Oh, I see. So when they are involved, they... There is... it's like using a cust, It's like using a custodian, right? Like there is no private key. There is no... There is no seed phrase. There is no like serious responsibility or self custody that needs to be taken. Is that correct?
1: No. Currently, we are non custodial, so we, we want users to oh, fully you're own your non custodial. Yeah, we don't want to control that. We want users to be able to. If you earn a, a reward, we want you to to own it. You know, and do what you want. Trade it, swap it, hold it, stake it. We have all of those options for you. Um, right now, you can turn it into Sats, satoshis, but there's you know like five different steps and three different exchanges you have to do that on and so we need to fix that that's our that's our goal for h1 we'll be at uh, the blockchain or the bitcoin conference in miami and 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 maybe we'll have some progress there that we can share uh, but yeah ultimately ultimately we want to make it much easier because currently to claim or convert or do any of that you've got to have gas and on ethereum <laughs> nobody is going to be able to claim any tokens at those gas prices Zillica enables us to do so for much cheaper it's a few pennies um, but still, uh, you know, at scale, that's not good. We cannot just front the gas. So we've got some different um, contract standards that we're looking to deploy in the coming weeks and months to to make the user experience just much better
0: so that a yes. new user
1: can earn crypto, claim it, and then do whatever they want immediately.
0: Speaking of Ethereum, I tried to sell an NFT yesterday and it was going to cost me $200. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to wait for a higher offer. Like, that was yeah. crazy. It, it's so insane, I know. Um, but you make a really important point in that, like, these taking self-custody is so complicated for people that mm. don't understand phrase, private keys like understanding you know ha- good self-custody practices What what is it like the concept of a wallet you know is even complicated so how h- how do you how do you onboard people then because like obviously the idea is great um you get rewarded for leaving a review which i think is just amazing um i wish we could i wish we got rewarded on uber for leaving a review <laughs> the amount of ubers i take um i Ten literally uber. never pardon <laughs> Say that uh, again. I just
1: said patent pending. Umber Shatter yeah. us that they want to try that. Yeah.
0: No, it's it's true, it's true. I, I never leave a review. I actually never leave reviews.
1: Cause yeah. it's just, why you're not incentivized to do so. Yeah, you're yeah. not benefited in any way, shape, or form. And it just takes time away from you. Yeah. You but,
0: exactly. And so like I like lo- I love the idea. I'm just thinking, you know, how is the average person going to understand this and onboard them themselves
1: themselves yeah. and and that's that's at the height of our our discussions and our our strategy okay. overall our, our our number one goal this year is is to expand and get more users because ultimately it makes the the economy the ecosystem more more resilient and more valuable and and strengthens and hardens the the, the value proposition that we bring to merchants and it's you know it's synergistic but it's it's difficult so um Currently, our, our focus is people who are crypto natives. They understand how to do some of the, the bare essentials. And then we'll, we plan to, we're gonna open a seed round here probably this quarter um, and then try to scale up the team to be able to deploy to multiple multiple layer ones. And then as well as just improve the overall user experience because we want it to be super simple for somebody to, to come in. And then also we have educational materials within the app and we're gonna build that out. So you can come to the app similar to like a, a Coinbase and things like that. Uh, because we do wear the responsibility of if, if we can succeed on our goals, then we have the propensity to become a very powerful onboarding platform for non-crypto natives to get into the space. And that's a responsibility that we're not going to take lightly. We want to educate them and equip them to navigate safely um, and not step on any landmines. You know, we, we, we want to shepherd them in that way.
0: I have a question just like about um, motivation, sure. because I've been... Um, reading a lot online um, about people struggling to remain motivated when they're building businesses. Right. Um, so where does your, where does your passion and your motivation come to build?
1: That's a good question. I'm, I'm, I'm super competitive. That's my little brother. <laughs> <laughs> he is a retired army vet, retired firefighter, anesthesiologist with his own practice, real estate agent, great guy. Um, and you know, we, we, we compete against each other for, for, for that. But also, my father, uh, he was in a wheelchair. He, he had an illness when I was 12. He went to the hospital and was gone 5 months. We left our house, moved in with my grandma and uh, it was it was quite the experience, right? But he was an entrepreneur. He before that, before his accident, he had us out there delivering newspapers and and yellow pages. People don't remember hmm. that. It was like Google. It was a 4-inch Google on paper, <laughs> yellow pages. At like age of 9 and and 10. Um and so I've always had that that drive to want to not work for somebody else and and not be tied, mm. not not be trading my time for a set wage, but exerting my energy and getting recompense for that, like you know, in in uh in parallel with my efforts. And so it's it can be hard sometimes as an entrepreneur, especially when uh, you 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 hit sloughs, there's valleys and peaks, and you just gotta go back to your uh your your, your original motivations your original inspiration. Why did you want to build this in the first place? And if that was vain and there was nothing there, if it was superfluous, then you're not going to have anything to fall back on. And you you might not be able to continue. But if you had a solid foundation for wanting to start something, then then you can succeed. And in my case, you know, my pops was in a wheelchair, running an insurance company from the bedroom and, and doing, mm. doing taxes and this kind of stuff, still getting it, not stopped by the loss of his legs. And so I want to I want to honor that legacy and go out and, you know, start something and make it great.
0: It's always good to have a good example. Um, but it's funny cause it's funny cause like a lot of people um, talk about how the nine to five is the safest option, right? And I was watching a video yesterday, actually, um, it was Jim Carrey speaking, saying that his father wanted to be a comedian. Um, and he said that he, he said, but it was too risky. So he went and got a nine to five. When Jim Carrey was then 12 years old, his father yeah. lost his safe job, and so like he would have been safer going ahead and you know building something and chasing his dreams. So
1: yeah, it's very scary. I mean, you have to take a lot of risk. You, you effectively, I mean, it's it's akin to taking your own sovereignty over finances, right? When you become your own custodian of of your 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 Income. wealth, yeah, then then that's a big responsibility. It's on your shoulders, and it's similar with with uh, entrepreneurship. You've got to. Take risk. It might cost you some money. It's gonna cost you some time. That's for sure. Mental capacity, vacations, all kind of stuff that you might want to do. You can't because you need to accomplish these goals if you want to succeed. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, it's a fun. I journey. mean,
0: do you think the nine to five is is really that safe, or do you feel safer?
1: No, I don't. I mean, my my, my previous nine to five before I before I uh, like I had a, a I was managing a warehouse, um, furniture warehouse, and I was I was good. I was good at my job. I was efficient. My reward for getting done sooner than everybody and, and doing a better job than everybody was grunt work. Now I just yeah. got to, you got you to gotta wait. You got two hours left on your shift. So go sweep the floors. No, my value is worth more than that. I, you know, I'm outperforming everybody, and, and there was no incentive for me to in- perform better. And so mm-hmm. I, I can see the flip model of that with my delivery company because I don't pay my drivers hourly, they all earn piecework effectively every delivery that they do they earn two dollars or more um and and some of them are doing 250 stops a day um on some days. so they're making good money um, but they're incentivized to do so when i got into it the, the the more you take the more you make and the sooner you do it the sooner you go home so there's incentive there and that's that changes everything and there's no there's not much incentive with nine to fives unless it's climbing that corporate ladder um for the purpose of you know just being elevated or for the purpose of gleaning knowledge and learning what you can from those different roles and then applying that to something in the future. There's value there, but it's- yeah.
0: I mean, you make you make an you make an interesting point in that you know you worked super efficiently, better than everyone else. So then your last like three hours of the day, you had to do grunt work, and you're just like, I could be spending my time more efficiently. It just it doesn't really mm. make sense. There's no, it's just a continuous cycle. Um, and then I often find, and I, I hope no one like gets offended by this, but I often find like when when that's the case, you, and you know you're not building for you, you're building for somebody else, and there's no direct incentive. I often find like the work done is never as good as it would be if you had an incentive to do it for yourself or even if you had an incentive to make more money, right? Like yeah. but just because you finished your work faster doesn't mean you're going to make more money.
1: Absolutely. It comes down to ownership. I mean, as an yeah. owner, you've, you've put risk and skin into the game. And so if you don't perform risk, well, yeah. you you might lose a contract and that sort of thing. You're, you're going to lose out. Um it's different with a nine to five when you're working for somebody else and they're just paying you hourly. Uh, that, that's just not there.
0: Yeah, it's it's true. It's it's uh it's an interesting interesting way of doing it. Um, I I did some work with them, some people that worked at their nine to fives, and they they hated their job and there was no incentive to provide good quality service. Um, so it kind of yeah. just ties back to the whole idea with package portal and that you know you are directly incentivized, um, because you want to you know you. Every, there's incentive, incentive is, in every yeah. way,
1: yeah. Incentive is everything, and and you know there's a lot of value. I don't want to disparage nine to fives because I learned a lot in the ones that I worked. Uh, they were hard, yes. and a lot of them were not rewarding at all financially, but um, you know the lessons that I learned and, and the work ethic that it that it forced and ingrained within me was valuable. Um, but ultimately, it's it's I don't like to use dead end, but it, it's a it's a cul-de-sac because you cannot take ownership. You can't control your destiny. You are effectively um, you know, you're joining somebody else's mission. And that's cool for a time. But me, you know, being the com- competitor that I am and wanting to achieve and, and, and control my own destiny and my schedule um, and get maximum value out of my efforts and my energies, because I think that they can provide value, then I want to pursue that. And, and you can't do that working for somebody else. You just have to do it yourself
0: yeah for sure like I don't want to discredit that either um I just for me I just think it's dangerous I just Mm -hmm. think it's dangerous um especially with inflation right like the UK today has just hit its highest um level of inflation um in 30 years I think it's at five I know it's at 5.4 percent and that's just a shy number if you don't include the um the CPI and so you know you can't turn around and up your prices according to inflation whereas you can when you're an entrepreneur
1: Mm mm-hmm yeah, you have total flexibility. You can do it. when You can set the prices, change the prices. If there's customers that you just want to give a smoking deal to, you can do that. You control it. Um, and that gives you a lot of power in sales and in communication and networking. And really, it's just about taking on that risk so that you can absorb power. Um, and it's a lot of work, you know, it, it, not to shy away from, from the long nights and weekends and the energy, <laughs> mental taxation. I was not this gray. I'm only, I just turned 22. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've been in crypto five years. No, yeah, I just turned happens. 40. Um, and my hair is black on top, but it's, you know, it's right here. <laughs> and, and some of that stress is from entrepreneurship, having uh, within the log- logistics space as well. Every package needs to be delivered every day. It doesn't matter if this guy breaks down or his, he's having a baby or she's sick none of that matters. I still got to get these packages out. Um, so again, ownership, even when it gets hard, you got to figure out a way to get it done. That's my motto. Let's figure it out. When there's a problem or a challenge, let's figure it out.
0: It's true. Um, and how do you stay then like ahead of the game and stay, um, innovating and stay creating? Cause like for me personally, I do like, that's a challenge that I find. Um, you you always want to be trendy, you know, as trendy as possible. You want to be at the forefront of innovation. You want to be really like, yeah, trendy is the word. So how do you keep creating and innovating?
1: That's a good question. Um, It kind of links back to the motivation. I think that if you're solving a problem for people, then you're going to stay relevant. You're going to stay trending and stay in the moment because people want what you have or what you provide. And ultimately yeah. what we provide is, is a marketplace for them to monetize their data and monetize their feedback, which is huge. And then, so, so that's benefit for them, big value add. But then conversely, the merchant, um, if they're paying $6 for a signature fee right now, they can get it for like a nickel, you know, much less can like 97% savings or something to that effect. But also they can engage with their consumers in a whole new, new way. So it's major value for the merchant, major value for the consumer. Um, it's, it's synergistic and, and, and beneficial for both parties. And we, that gives us confidence. We can stand behind that. We're saying we're not here to siphon value away from one party, um, whether it be to line our own pockets or um, just to help somebody succeed at the expense of another. We don't want mm-hmm. that. We want to decentralize power effectively. Carriers right now, like we said at the top of the call, carriers have all power. They control the data, and they're biased. It's all in a silo. They're biased. If there's a problem, they can obfuscate or hide that from you, right? If there's Mm -hmm. no problem, if everything goes good one time, they'll amplify that. Um, We have no insight. Even my delivery company, I provide data, and I have to pay my broker to access that data, and no consumer I've ever delivered to in all of my time has been able to look at that data, and we need to change that. The merchant should be able to own their data, and the consumer should generate it.
0: Sounds very web too. Sounds like the mainstream media and everything that's yeah. going on,
1: yeah. hiding,
0: hiding information, 100%. 100%. amplifying 100%.
1: information. Break it down. Which... I mean, it should be transparent, yeah. um, public. You know, we, we want we want merchants and consumers to join, you know, to band together effectively, to hold carriers accountable to better service and honest data. Yeah. There's, not, there's not a lot of that sometimes.
0: So what advice would you give people who are looking to, um, you know, start building something for themselves in, in crypto, um, you know, whether it's, um, whether it's working in the industry full time or whether it's actually building some form of product like you've built?
1: Uh, those are probably two different approaches. I think working in something mm. full time, find something that you're passionate about and find a team that, that you can work well with and, and that you're really ultimately a, a, a vision or a product that you're excited about. Because when your passion is there, it's easy to work. I love yeah. I love what we built. I think it's solving a lot of problems. It's huge. I want to tell everybody. Do you see how cool this is? <laughs> you know, I want to be calm, but but I've, I'm very passionate about it because I know that it's it's, it's providing value. Um, and so if you can align yourself with a team or a vision or a product that is that that fits you in that manner, um, for you I think it's Bitcoin. You you've latched yourself to like the coming revolution of of this financial uh traditional financial market being upended right and, and you're an evangelist for that so it's easy you enjoy this i'm sure you oh, enjoy yeah. i'm travel. a freedom yeah.
0: maximalist
1: i'm Are you a freedom in panama right now? Oh, i am in panama my I sister am. lives in panama she sailed down from maryland she's been there for about two years now
0: oh wow whereabouts yeah. in panama
1: i forget the name of the city okay um, i've never been there but i just remembered that um yeah 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 freedom it's all about freedom freedom
0: yeah, freedom maximalist. Like, I totally agree mm. with you. I think when you do something which you truly love, and you feel that there's purpose in it, then you have to do it. I, I hate the idea that you have to monetize your hobbies, right? People often say, do something that you're good at. And a lot of people say, no, just you don't have to monetize everything, just be happy and enjoy mm. it, right? But at the same time, like, you should be like, what's the point in working if 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 it doesn't if there's no end if it doesn't if it doesn't inspire you to wake up every Mm -hmm. day like you don't want to be living for the weekends you want to be you know you want to wake up on a monday and be like wow today i'm going to change the world and like you know whether you're whether you're directly changing the world or whether you're you know just doing something on a small scale i think it's so fulfilling you know and even just like everything that's going on in the world right now with lockdowns and things like that like it it, for me personally it just ties into crypto like it just does Mm -hmm. and so it all for me it all just makes sense you know
1: I agree, and there's never been a, a a better time in the history of man than to try to seize on some of your dreams <laughs> and your goals, and to take that leap and and add a little bit of risk because, I mean, think the internet is is powerful. You can you can learn anything that you want to you don't need a college degree that costs a hundred thousand dollars you can just go do your research and figure it out because you know college degree does not give you applied knowledge it gives you just learned you have to go and apply it (laughs) sorry no but you know it speaks to the to the uh the desires and the goals and if you can find something that you're passionate about um then it's easy You, you hear it all the time I've heard it since I was a little kid oh I love what I do so it's research I'm not working yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not working. Cause I love it. You're still working. That's, that's BS. I, it, oh some yeah. When I'm I'm dog tired. I got to fire off an email that this, I got deadlines, this and that. Um, and you can't drop the ball. There's calls that you don't want to take. You might not feel good. You might have things going on. My dogs are going nuts. They're driving me crazy today. You know, my wife, whatever the case may be, you want to, you want to be able to take care of your family and, and do good work. But sometimes that becomes difficult. However, if you love what you're doing and you're passionate about what it is, like the end goal is, the North Star of the company that you work for or the company that you start, then it becomes easy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it is an interesting point. There's no one else that's going to do it other than you. Like, for example, imagine if I was so sick today. There's no one else that's going to do the show. Other than, maybe I am sick. Yeah. You wouldn't know. I would have to just have yeah. to turn up just have to show, show up much go
1: you? on <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> yeah you got, exactly you got to get it done yeah you know delivery every package every day you got to get it done I don't, if the car breaks down or, or this happens we still got to do it
0: exactly you got to find a solution so what's the future then of um package portal what can we expect i know you said some educational content could be coming um i know you said that you want to make earning satoshis easier the user experience but what else can we expect
1: all right so much yeah i've got we've got a roadmap on our on our twitter profile you can check us out packageportal.com you you can see that there also um we've got a lot this year we've got nfts coming and they will be utility based yeah not just cool art we'll have that but they're going to have function to where you know if you own one of our nfts you don't just earn one reward you earn three or five there'll be multiple multipliers triple satoshis yeah you can earn five satoshis first scan and and a lot of cool stuff that we can integrate with with uh, non fungible tokens, also direct support for multiple layer ones and 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 Satoshi's Bitcoin itself. Um, We've got our legal team in Wyoming. I, I think I mentioned them earlier. They've been working on some stuff. We had a call mm. with the Secretary of State there because we're incorporated in 2019 before Web3 was cool. We, we've been here, guys. <laughs> so we've been cool, working yeah. with the Secretary of State on, on some different applications, and, and they're really excited about the utility of our token. Um, like, you know, the most definitive textbook case. I don't want to speak for them, but um, that's the vibe that we get that they just they really could use us as an example for um, what a utility token should look like, how to operate and navigate. going back to bootstrapping. We never yep. did any OTC sales. We never did any ICOs or raises or anything like that. I any token it. that we ever swapped was through a DEX um, in conservative amounts over time, never when a price was dropping to, to preserve the economy because you want to build a community and our community loves and trusts us. They've rolled with us for a long time and, and we love that. And that's powerful for us because the network effect is huge. Word of mouth is incredible.
0: Yeah, no, it absolutely. Is. So before we say goodbye, where can well, actually, first, do you have any like last final words that you want to share with everyone?
1: Ah, go download the app. Um, Send us a message if you need some help. You know, we're excited to build. I think that uh, we might become a little bit more publicized in, in the coming weeks and months as we try to to hit our goals and the objectives that we have just to make it very easy for people to Earn crypto and then swap and trade and, and do whatever they want. D5 for delivery data, web three for e-commerce. We built it. We're here and it's launched and it's live and now we just want to tell the world about it. So you might be That's early if you go. Yeah, yeah. We
0: are early. So where can people um find you? Um what's the Twitter? Tell us everything.
1: Everything is package portal, one word, um, spelled normally. So Twitter, medium, our website, uh, anything it's all we, we got the rights early so it's package portal you can look us up that way find us in the app store the google play store you can download it start earning today um yeah
0: and guys don't forget follow jg on twitter for um just to stay up to date and for yeah, more and the of jagged his...
1: one you, yeah the jagged one
0: There you go. Um, I want to thank you so much. It's been so nice chatting with you. Um, I love to have a good conversation about, um, you know, building, entrepreneurship, um, removing middlemen, becoming more sovereign over everything that you do. Um, So I want to thank you so much. It's been so great having you on.
1: 100%. Yeah, I love talking about this stuff, too. It's easy. You know, sovereignty over your finances, over your time, over your vision and goals, ultimately your life. Um, and then if you align that with doing something that adds value to the world, then, then what's to stop you? It's I totally agree way. with you.
0: It's the puppet yeah. package. So guys don't forget follow JG follow package portal um, and don't forget to tune in next week. We'll see you then. Bye bye.
1: Bye